0: at loveisrael.org that's one word loveisrael.org now here's baruch with today's lesson
1: we are going to be concluding leviticus chapter 20 and we are going to be reminded of some of the commandments that god has already revealed to us likewise in the same book of leviticus And he's going to repeat them. And these are obvious things that people, all people, would agree with. But let me simply say that as we approach the last days, we're seeing something. We're seeing a growing degree of perversion. We're seeing God's evident order. And when I say that, I mean God's order is self-evident. We see things and we know this is right. And this is wrong. We know that from our conscience, certainly the Holy Spirit agrees with that and it's written for us in his word. But nevertheless, we see that the world at a rapid rate is standing in, and hear this word, in defiance against God. And more and more, what God sees as an abomination, as something that is a a great sin, the world is embracing the world is ignoring we need to be people that set our hearts upon the instructions of god's word and believe that our god is not a god limited in any way and certainly not by time or by culture his word is true well look with me as i said to the book of leviticus and chapter 20 And we're going to begin where we left off last week in verse 14, where it says, A man who will take a woman. And the implication is that woman and also her mother. What is this? It says, This is Zima, which is wickedness. It is wickedness. And if a man takes a woman and her mother, notice the penalty. It says, with fire they should burn him and them, and there shall not be any wickedness in your midst. Now God is making a statement. fire is a, a image of judgment in the Bible. and what God is revealing here, and he's done so earlier in the first part of this chapter that we dealt with last week, there are things that clearly require the judgment of god that was true in the past and we're dealing with the same god recently i was in another country and an individual and he's a nice man and i understand that he has the best intentions but for him as he told me he cannot accept a god that has any anger any judgment and will punish anyone for him his understanding of god means that there can no longer be any punishment any place such as hell or the lake that burns with fire and brimstone now the problem is he has removed god from the parameters of scripture and when we do that we move into idolatry And we know that there was last week some images of idolatry. And this week as well, when we move away from God's standards, it won't be long until we are embracing idolatry and those practices which are of the enemy and not tolerated by God. God is patient. He is long-suffering, but he still and always will be a God of judgment. So move on to the next verse, verse 15, where it says, A man who will give, and this means give himself over to lying with an animal. Now here again, these things that are clearly perversion, not going to speak much about them. We just need to move on, but we want to be faithful to deal with all of God's scripture. So we'll read these words so a man who will give himself over to lie with an animal it says mot you which means dead dead and the implication is he will surely be put to death and the animal shall be killed now why well because we have that animal participating whether it's of course he's a victim that animal But nevertheless because of that act is unsavory it is an abomination God wants to judge all things connected to it and it shows us that one man's sin can have adverse effect and bring others into the judgment of God verse 16 a woman so it makes no difference if this is a man or a woman but if a woman will come near to any animal for mating she shall be put to death and also the woman and the animal shall surely die and notice the last part we've come across this this expression before the mayhem bam which means their blood will be upon them Now the implication is it's the same for a male and a female god's standards of righteousness now certain things are different between a male and a woman but here we find the general application of the law so this type of perverse behavior will will bring about the same consequences upon whether it's a man or a woman verse 17 a man that will take And the implication is take carnally, meaning take as in a marriage, have that type of relationship, a man that will take his sister, the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. So it makes no difference if this is half brother, half sister. We see here that if his father or mother are married to an individual that has a child, it is improper for this, this child to, in any way, be in a romance or a marriage with this this sibling, this half-sister. And it says, why? Because he will see the nakedness. And remember, that is that expression for lying carnally with another. And she will see his nakedness. And what is that? We have another word, chesed now this is a a good example of something normally when you hear me say the word chesed i say that this word means grace it's oftentimes translated in english bibles with the term mercy or loving kindness or steadfast love but here we have an example of that word chesed meaning something totally different That which is a perversion that which is wickedness that which is not tolerable by by God something that God will not be gracious to he will not pardon that's the implication so it is a a abomination it is a a great sin and therefore they shall be cut off from the eyes of the children of their people why the nakedness of his sister he has revealed and his iniquity he should bear so we see something there are certain actions that god says there cannot be forgiveness there cannot be any grace offered to them they have gone beyond what is available for mercy grace or forgiveness and punishment must be placed upon them. Now, these things I would imagine to all of us are obvious. We say in Hebrew, muvan me'alah, they're they're clearly understood that these things are wrong. But what I want you to see is this, we're going into a passage soon where we're going to learn other things which may not be so obvious to us. We may not be willing to agree with them. they're placed within this context why so we understand the mind of god these things we look at we say these are clearly abominations they are clearly perversions and they clearly warrant god's judgment but is that always the case well move on to verse 18 a man who will lie with a woman and this is the word a menstruating woman he has uncovered her nakedness and the source of of uh, of her herself he has has manifested he has uncovered the the source of her blood and it says they shall be cut off both of them from midst of their people So there is in this act a revealing, an uncovering. And because of that, we see something. And that is that there is them being cut off, meaning they cannot have any relationship with the people of God. They become an outcast based upon what they have done. And this is an act. Very clearly, it's easy to understand that a man lies with a woman during that time of the month. And it says basically the source he has born meaning of of her life meaning that that part of her body and this is not something that can be done at that time of the month verse 19. the nakedness and this means in a carnal way in a sexual way verse 19 the nakedness of the sister of your mother or the sister of your father you shall not reveal for it is his relative and therefore he has has uncovered it and their iniquity they shall bear so in this case it is going to be a a punishment that they must bear because of this act verse verse 20 a man that will lie with and the implication is the wife of his uncle Uncle, the nakedness of his uncle he has uncovered and their sin they will bear and notice there's another punishment childless they shall die god is not going to and the implication is recognize this union and this brings out an important truth and that's this There are simply certain things that God won't recognize. Just because a government will, just because a community does, it does not mean that we can recognize it. And let me give you an example of something. And this is uh, a question that I've been asked many times, and it's this. I have a very good friend, or there is a relative of mine. And this person is marrying one that is of the same gender. Is it permissible for me to attend this wedding? The answer is no, it's not. With you attending it, you are placing a type of approval, a sanctioning upon it. And what we're learning here is that there are certain things that God says it cannot be done. It brings my judgment, and therefore we would not want to be part of an event that brings God's judgment. Just because a government or a state or a congregation a denomination approves of it, participates in it, allows it, doesn't mean that you are free to be part of it. We need to take a stance against abominations. We need to say this is wrong and I will not be associated with it in any way whatsoever. This is what the word of God is saying. So we find here their sin they shall bear and they shall be childless and they shall die, meaning that they shall die in that state. God's not going to sanction it or bless it or be part of it. Verse 21. A man that will take, and again, this is in a union like a marriage, the the wife of his brother, uh, and it says, "When this is a a profane act." Now, this is going to be very interesting because we find that death brings about a change. I want you to hear that death brings about a change a great example that is the death of messiah what change those who are sinners who are going to be consumed eternally by god's wrath because of that death there's a change that we can be brought into his family into his kingdom for eternity and be with him in his presence but notice what it says here verse 21 a man who will take the wife of his brother it is And we have here a detestable thing it's the same word that's used for menstruating why the nakedness of his brother he has uncovered and they shall be childless now what's interesting is this we find in the scripture if that brother were to die then there's a commandment we read that commandment in deuteronomy chapter 25 and we see there the commandment is that if that brother's dead, then a brother or a relative must marry her for the purpose of raising up an heir. And they will get married and God will bless them with a child in order that the name of the dead is not cut off. So we see God gives pregnancy, he grants consumption, or he can withhold conception. What are we learning here? God has rules, and God functions in light of his rules. And what's the message for us? We should function, we should behave in light of his rules as well. And God is sovereign, and God can make any rule that he wants and humanity especially, one who says I be re- been redeemed, And I believe in God and I'm a servant of God a disciple of Messiah we should not struggle with this if God says it we should do it and this is going to become more interesting in a moment look at verse 22 now we see a general summary statement you shall keep all of my statutes and all of my judgments you shall do them now there's a benefit from that if we don't keep god's standards there is going to be a response from god and notice the language here look at verse 22 which means that the land will not vomit you meaning out of that the land will vomit you cast you out why well this land is a holy land it's been sanctified by god for a purpose and that is that his character his glory his righteousness would be manifested in that land and when that land is not manifesting the character of god whoever is living there is going to be cast out so it says look again all of verse 22 you shall keep all of my standards And all of my judgments you shall do them that the land will not vomit you which i am bringing you there to dwell in it so god says take heed i'm bringing you into this land that you dwell there that is my my desire my will but if you behave like the nations that you are passing through or the nations that lived in that land You will be cast out. He says in verse 23, do not walk, and that means don't live, but do not walk in the statutes of the nations, which I am sending forth from before you. Driving out is an an implication of land. For all of these, meaning all of these things, this type of behavior that we've been reading about in Exodus 20, not just this week, but last week, he says all of these things they did. And because of that, they were judged. Their homes were given to another. Many were put to death and they ceased being a people. What happened? God changed them with the children of Israel cast them out and brought the children of israel in this is god and what does he say look at the end of verse 23 va akuts bam meaning i loathe them i abhorred them a very very strong word now we're saved by grace not by works but our actions are going to either endear ourselves to god which means bring us into blessing to being recipients of his promises or our actions are going to to repulse god and bring upon us his discipline now he loves us but if we are not behaving we're not going to experience that love can a believer whom god loves not experience his love yes now we're not talking about from a eternal standpoint we're talking about in this world when we're called to serve him, when we're called to bear witness of his presence and his truth in our life. And reminded, that is what we are called to do. Now, look, if you would, to verse 24. And I say to you that you shall inherit, that is to take possession of their land. And I am giving it to you to inherit it, a land that flows with milk and honey. Why am I doing that? Because I am the Lord your God. And here's the key: Asher hivdalti etchem min which means, and I made a distinction between you from the peoples. Now realize that I think that this is one. Of the most significant statements in all the bible that word for making a distinction or a separation is found early on in the book of genesis where god looked and made a distinction between the darkness and the light between good and evil between right and wrong so we see that god makes a distinction And he wants us to be his distinct people. And that requires us submitting to his standards. So let's pause for a moment and ask ourselves a question. Do I believe it's proper for me to submit to the standards of God and his judgments to do them? As he said earlier in verse uh, 22, do we affirm that? That's something that you have to answer. Do I want to be distinct from other people? And what makes me distinct is not just my redemptive experience, but that redemptive experience allows me now to submit to God. Does that your desire? Do you want to submit and obey the standards of God that you would be a peculiar people? As Peter says in this world now and that means that we're set apart by the standards of God remember what you answered because it's going to become very significant he says look again at verse 24 and I say to you that you will inherit their land that I am giving it to you for an inheritance for you to take possession of it a land that flows with milk and honey for i am the lord whom makes a distinction among you from the nations verse
0: 25
1: now the question is do we want that experience do we want god to work and make us different how make us an obedient people cause us to be unique and distinct for his glory so that we demonstrate that we belong to him is that a good thing well notice what he says now we're going to be dealing with animals those that are clean or pure and those that are impure or unclean And notice what he says. Look at that next verse, verse 25. And you shall make a distinction between the pure animals and those that are unclean. Between the birds that are unclean and the ones that are pure. Now, notice he changed the order. And the reason for this is simple. We need to be able to look at an animal Or a foul and discern is it pure or is it unclean is it unclean or is it pure to be able to discern this why well it's not by accident and here's a great example when we must understand the methodology of Scripture he goes back up early on and he tells us at the end of verse 24 which I am making a distinction among you from the peoples. And what is that? We receive, they lose. They suffer loss, but we are blessed. And no sooner does he say that does he use that same word, they have And you shall make a distinction. Now it's our part. God makes a distinction between us and the peoples, meaning peoples who do not belong to him they have no covenant relationship now we are called based upon that change that has happened to us that we belong to him to make a distinction between the animals which are pure and the ones that are unclean between the fowls that are unclean and the ones that are pure and he says keep reading in the middle of verse 25 he says do not in its commandment make your souls and that's literally what it is but here it can be your lives the very essence of you an abomination so ask yourself a question based upon this scripture am I making myself an abomination before God that God would abhor me and notice what this is the context of animals Making a distinction between those that are Tahor pure and those that are Tameh un, impure, unclean, defiled. He says here, look again, do not make your soul, the very essence of you, an abomination by these animals and by these birds and with all everything that creeps upon the ground, meaning all types of of life animal life things that that are alive but are not human and why is he saying this well obviously clean and unclean have two purposes one what can be offered to god and hear this what can be partaken of meaning what can be eaten very important that we see that now why is eating so important to god and i'll tell you why we do it almost all the time three times a day and in light of the fact that we eat morning noon and night and we have prayer morning noon and night we see a relationship we see that we eat in order to worship we eat in order to serve god and therefore it should not surprise us that god would also speak to us very clearly about what is permissible and what is forbidden what is pure and what is impure and again see the problem is this we look at this 20th chapter and we say obviously we ought not do that we ought not do that we ought not do that and then we come to something and we lean upon our own understanding saying well that's not so important we can do that today no don't make that tragic error. what does he say well he says do not we could say contaminate your souls with uh uh, an animal or with a bird or with anything else which creeps upon the ground which notice what he says which i have made a distinction for you for unclean meaning this there's an emphasis here at the end of this verse on knowing what god says is unclean and what happens When we partake of that which is unclean, when we consume it, it has an implication, an adverse effect upon our spiritual condition. Now, let me say to you, do I understand that? Do I understand why eating an animal that God says is unclean, why that affects me spiritually? I understand how that works. No, I don't, but I believe it. I believe that it has an implication to us. And therefore, even though today we are not under the law, we can utilize the law in our life. We should utilize and treasure and value the instructions of God. God didn't say these things for his benefit. He said them to give us wise counsel that we might possess his blessings, that we might live in his blessings. What am I talking about? The land that we might be in the land and that we might demonstrate the distinctiveness of belonging to god well notice what he says in verse 26 based upon these instructions concerning the animals and the fowls and everything that that creeps upon the earth and also all of these uh, admonitions in regard to that very private aspect of one's life these relationships within a marriage this this line with another all of these things are important to God and we're called to demonstrate our faith in God by saying no to certain things faith causes us to say no to reject these things and to agree with what God permits a wise prayer God teach me what you permit And likewise teach me what you forbid look at verse 26 not by accident that this verse appears now in this location in this chapter where he says and you shall be to me or for me it's the word lee and therefore it is just as easily translated and you shall be for me holy ones why for holy Am i the lord and what does god do i make a distinction among you from the people that you shall be to me now all of this is showing us how we can be to him meaning in a relationship with him and secondly for him that we can be utilized by him and when we look at these things and say well you know what i'm going to eat What i want to eat i'm going to to conduct that that private aspect of my life any way i choose i am not going to be in any way restricted by god now what we're hearing is this and i'll give you a testimony we were in a a different country last week and an individual who i have the utmost respect he is part of a congregation And he said one of the leaders in that congregation said to him you know what i believe if there's two people regardless of who they are their gender put that aside if there's two people that really love one another i believe it's okay for them to be together within that marriage uh, relationship he says that's what i believe well that's not what the word of god allows god does not agree with that and this is a perfect example of an individual leaning on their own understanding and therefore when we do that god's not directing our ways he's not part of of assisting us and we are going to travel in a way that is crooked in a way that does not reflect the presence of god the distinctiveness of god in our life and in our community what that leader's doing is bringing corruption that which is impure that which is defiled into the house of god and therefore what can we expect well what we've talked about a lot in this chapter and that is god's judgment so he says here look again at verse 26 and you shall be for me holy ones because holy am i the lord And I have made a distinction of you from the peoples to be for me. Do we want that distinctiveness that shares with others, that announces, that bears testimony, that witnesses that we belong to him? Verse 27, our last verse. A man or a woman that shall be among you, And that there should be to such a one an ov. What is that? Well, that is something that relates to uh, sorcery, something that is part of the occult, something that is part of idolatry, or we have the yidoni, which is a familiar spirit. So if there's one among you that has, and what we could say to both of these things, they are related to demonic influence, an unclean spirit. And what happens is this, and the connection of this passage. Read what the rabbinical commentary says. This type of sexual immorality, this type of consumption based upon the desires of the flesh, what does it bring? It brings about that there will be among us those that are demonically connected, demonically influenced. And this is where we are heading to rapidly today. And here's what's so tragic. In the same way that God is telling His people, don't practice these things, because if you do so, you're going to be vomited from the land. And guess what? Did that happen? Yes, it did. God's standards were failed to be treated as unique and distinctive the people did not separate themselves from the other nations and because of this hit bully loot this assimilation this embracing the practices of non-believers doing what we want leaning our own understanding because of that there was demonic influence look again at verse 27 a man or a woman makes no difference that there will be among them a a Ove meaning something that's related to uh, sorcery or a familiar spirit. What does it say? They should die, be put to death. How? With a stone. They shall stone them, meaning this. Why a stone? Every person in the community should stand against them. Everyone should take a stone and participate in this judgment, meaning that you agree with God. And then it says, the mayhem bomb, their blood shall be upon themselves. It is not that we, the community, punish them. Their blood is upon them. They committed an act that brought about the punishment, that caused us to do this not that we wanted to punish them that this was our desire that this was a a sport a pastime a an event that we wanted to participate in no this was not something that the community wanted but if god forbid there is that demonic influence those that are bringing such behavior into the community they must be judged and the community must demonstrate and manifest agreement with God and this is what it comes down to and why there's such problems and that is today much of Christianity much of Judaism much of Messianic Judaism makes no difference what title you say most of it is trying to get God to agree with us that's not spirituality that's not faithfulness that is not what the Word of God reveals as spiritual maturity what is spiritual maturity is when we agree with god when we bring our supplications before him we want to bring those things that are in light of his will that's why we prepare ourselves before we pray we worship god we we study those things that relate to the character of god so that our hearts are prepared our hearts are established so that we think correctly and then and only then do we bring our petitions requests supplications before God don't be quick to speak but be quick to listen especially listen to his word study it before you bring anything before him through prayer we are called to be a distinct people A people that have been separated not living according to the standards of the world a world of darkness a world of deceit a world of falseness but we are called to embrace the commandments of God can we do that according to the letter of the law we cannot but we through the Spirit can study and discern and have the Word of God revealed to us what is the purpose of this commandment and how we should apply it to our life under the leadership of the holy spirit why because we have one agenda and that is to live in a way that glorifies him and let me simply share with you in this 20th chapter of leviticus we learn truth at the beginning in the middle and at the end that teaches us how to live a life that shows a distinctiveness, that we belong to God, that we want to be people that do His Word. Well, I'll close with that. Until next time, shalom from Israel.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org.